Hello and welcome to a new episode of Disconnect to Connect podcast. I am Lore, your host, and as usual, I am incredibly excited to have you here. Today I'm jumping onto a trend a little bit late. I first saw this trend, I believe in December, when Valeria Lipovetsky, she's my queen, I love everything that she has to say, the way she's living live, how she dresses, big fan. And she did this video, I believe she was like doing her makeup and she was talking about things that she was keeping for the new year, so for 2023 and things that she was letting go off. And I remember saving that post and thinking, I wanna journal about this later. I really want to jump onto this. And then I saw how this started to become a trend and eventually I thought, well, I want to do this, a podcast episode. I definitely wanna share um, the things that I'm letting go off, things that I will be incorporating. And I decided to call this episode, Keeping, Tossing and Incorporating. But we are going to start with the tossing portion. Why? Because I genuinely believe that to in order to get new things, we need to create that space. And we create that space by letting go of things. So we will begin by that with that portion of letting go, saying goodbye to certain things so that we can incorporate and welcome new things. And then I'm going to let you know the things that I'm keeping. So I, I'm sure that I'm forgetting some things, you know, that I'm letting go off or that I'm incorporating or that I'm bringing in. But regardless, I am very excited to share this with you to also get to know which ones you guys are connecting with and which ones you guys are doing. So please DM me, let me know what you, what you thought, what are you incorporating, if one of these really called your attention and whatnot. So first things first, I am letting go or I am tossing the pattern that I have of sometimes chasing friendships. I guess in a sense, this means choosing people that are not really choosing me. This has meant, well, one, making excuses for themselves and how that makes me feel, and two, choosing to not accept what I already know. That, in turn, is being a prisoner of my own thoughts. This also comes with allowing people to, let's say, outstay their welcome in my life. Ergo, my thoughts. I will touch more on this on my next point, but... I am pretty good at letting go of relationships that are no longer serving or that are based on the other person constantly criticizing and constantly complaining. And this comes from people's attitudes and their mindsets that quite frankly, when I feel like they bring the mood, they bring the energy and the ambience down, or that after each interaction, I feel like they've sucked out so much energy out of me. That is a sign for me, and I like to respect it and to honor it, kind of like a red flag per se. And in turn, I, I want people who want to celebrate themselves and who want to celebrate others, people that value my time, people that value my love, and people that value my friendship, because I am that kind of human and that kind of friend. I deserve this too. I guess this can serve as a reminder for you and for me, some people really are just for a season in your life. Sometimes that will be your choice and sometimes that will be the other person's choice. The latter one is really hard on me, especially when I don't understand why. It's a letting go of people that can be really, really hard on me. Yet, 
accepting that is inviting freedom into your life and space. This part is really important. Inviting freedom into your life and space for other relationships that are lightening and vibrant. It is creating space for relationships with a healthy reciprocity. This comes also because a few years ago, I started having thoughts of me not being a good friend. But this was not because I was talking behind people's backs or being mean or anything like that. It was actually because I was not present for the routinary or daily things. And no, I don't mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, etc. I knew I would do absolutely anything for my friends and treasure them deeply. But I forgot to remind them that, and that part is on me. I also forgot to be there for them, not only for the things that we consider huge, but for the day-to-day decisions. And these decisions are the ones that build your lives. I was missing out on their lives. This has been a work in progress for the last few years, and I'm learning to show up more and enjoying it. But when a person is constantly choosing to not show up for me, I will stop telling myself, maybe they are busy again and again and again. I am literally choosing to toss that action. And I also want to stop using my energy for creating excuses and for second guessing my own self because quite honestly, it is painful. It does hurt me a lot to accept the letting go of certain relationships. So to wrap this point up, I do want to say that sometimes we may not have the capacity for holding the space for certain situations, and that is very valid. But it is much more respectable when you communicate it. You don't even have to get into detail. It can literally be a message saying, I am thinking of you, or I know this is a hard time for you. Sorry, I cannot be present. I send you all my love. I have a post on this, so I will leave it linked in the description. Number two, I am tossing rent-free thoughts of people um, and thoughts in general. This is something that I've struggled with my whole life. I've, you know, looked at myself in the mirror and thought, well, you know, do play a whole dialogue that I wasn't really going to do or communicate. And eventually, this was a huge part of my my self-growth journey until I realized this kind of still is there, even though I've let, I've let go of this pattern and it is not as present and as prominent. And I don't do it in the mirror anymore. Sometimes I do have those replays when I'm showering, for example, and it's taking away the peace of that moment. I love showers. And yes, I'm not going to take 30 minute showers every day because I love the planet, but I do love showers and they're a very pleasant moment for me. So why am I allowing these thoughts that are not, if I'm not going to communicate something, then why am I going to keep it going on and on and on and feeding off something that I'm not really taking action on? So I am letting go of that. Number three, I am tossing negative preconceived thoughts. And for this, I have a quote from someone that will be our guest soon in the podcast. Her name is Julie Solomon, and she says in her book, which is called Get What You Want, expectations are nothing more than premeditated resentments. Acceptance allows me to lessen the blow of expectations I place on myself and others. And I find that a lot of these preconceived thoughts that I can have will kind of set the energy and the mood for me, maybe for the place, maybe for the ambience as well. 
And oftentimes they come from my expectations. And yes, I know that my, and I'm calling them preconceived thoughts, but when I was doing the list, I also realized like, yes, so a lot of times th these are coming from experiences. So for instance, I've seen someone, I don't know, two, three, five, ten times maybe, and more often than not, if not every time, the situation goes in a specific way. So yes, I'm having preconceived thoughts of the next time that I'm going to see someone. Regardless, these are all, yes, based on my experience, but also on my expectations, of my resentments of what didn't go, of the things that didn't go the way I wanted them to go or I would have preferred them to. So instead, I will be communicating what is um, setting clear and healthy boundaries when needed and then letting go of that and understanding what my role is in the situation from then on and what my responsibility truly is as a human and as someone part of a relationship. Number four, I am tossing going to bed at 1 or 2 a.m. Now, don't judge me because this is honestly just because we are in Europe for now. So when we are in New York, I usually go to bed, I believe, around 11 p.m., and I find that that is a good time. Ideally, it would be between 10.30 and 11.30, and that is great. And I know that I will get better, qual better quality when it comes to resting. It will help my hormones. It will help my mood, my vitality, my skin, everything. I am very aware. But being here, I thought I would only accommodate, like I would only go to bed later on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then the rest of the week will be my regular schedule. But truly, my husband and I are very much like a team. And he's he has kept his schedule from New York while being here in France. And I do miss him. Like, I, I am trying to spend life and share this experience that we decided to move here for three or so months to share it as much as we can. And Therefore, I've been going to bed way later. Now, I do think that for the remaining weeks, I won't let it get later than 1230. Honestly, I think I'm promising myself that I am. I am. I'm promising myself that no later than 1230 because 2 a.m. it is too late. And, and I like waking up early. I am a morning person. So I do want to also honor the way I work, the way my body works, what my body needs, what my mind needs, and be present there But while I keep this um, time and share these moments with my husband as well. Number five. This one's a bit embarrassing, and it's something that I would like to say I've been working on, and I, and I kind of have. Actually, I have been, but I've been saying for too long that I will work on it, and I just haven't, and I've gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable with it, which is not cool, not good. And that is not arriving on time and not prepping on time either. So for a while, I would say 2021, I got really used to being not punctual, true definition of not punctual. And I don't like that. And on top of that, I know that it is disrespectful to other people's times. And before you jump into conclusions, I have, which I don't know if this is better or not, but I have what I like to call selective punctualism. <laughs> and this is because there are things that I'm never late for. 
For instance, I am never late for my meetings. I am never late for my calls. I am never late for a yoga class or a workout class. An airplane, for example, a flight to catch. Yet, I am late to other things. And that is not fair. Not fair to myself because I'm adding a lot of stress to it. Even though, you know, I like, once I realize I'm already late, I'm like, okay, there's nothing else that you can do. You catch a train at this time. You get the Uber at this time. Like, from here on, this is, this is, it is what it is. I'm still a bit stressed, of course, but I, I really try to calm myself down. And I think I'm relatively good at it. But beforehand, you know, I don't like it. And I don't like the feeling that I gave to the other person. And the fact that truly, in all honesty, I am not respecting and honoring their time as well. And I used to be very punctual, like arriving five minutes early to a restaurant reservation to that point. And this is one of the reasons why I always carry my Kindle with me and every purse, not every purse, I have one purse, honestly, literally one purse and a second one that's like a clutch that I use for dinner sometimes. But my my Kindle, I carried everywhere because I used to wait for people, which I don't anymore. But now I'm going to, again, I'm going to arrive at least five minutes early to things, um, which means prepping on time. And this has been interesting because I've... Maybe you've noticed, but I've been very constant and active on TikTok lately. And if there was something that I used to have a lot of resistance to, but loved to watch, were getting ready with me videos, like makeup videos. I don't wear much makeup generally, especially on a day-to-day basis, but I love makeup and I love dewy, glossy, natural makeup, like effortless looks. And I love watching how people do it. And I've taken classes, like actual makeup courses and sometimes i'm like that's not how you should be doing it in my head um or it, you know it would be better if you'd move the brush in a certain way or, and whatnot but um i've started doing this get ready with me videos this makeup videos and i'm loving them which means i want to start even earlier because for months if not years i've told myself well since i don't since I'm not always, you know, like wearing makeup or wearing a really cute outfit because I work from home and I love loungewear too. Then the moments that I am getting ready because I'm going out for lunch, I'm going out for dinner, I have something, I am going to give you a workshop and whatnot, then I'm going to be 20 minutes earlier, (laughs) sure, to create some content and then leave and arrive on time. That hasn't happened yet, but I have been able to record TikTok videos getting ready and be just five minutes late which trust me is progress this progress the fact that i did it because before i would have also told myself no i'm not even going to do the video because i'm already late so it's it's a work in progress but i think this one will be high in the priority list number six this one's it's hard it was hard for me to say yes i will share this one on the podcast because it's a lot of vulnerability, I guess, putting it out there. Um, But I find so much strength in vulnerability. And number six is letting go of thoughts of, I'm not good enough, and thoughts of, I don't belong. These thoughts have been also rent-free living in my head for a while now, if not forever, I don't know. Um, And yes, the I am not good enough thoughts, these are not... I was not as aware that I was having these thoughts until recently, even when studying for my master's and I had 
grade grades, even for college. I graduated with honors, but when I wouldn't understand something or when we were going to give a test, I would think I am not good enough with this kind of exams. Um, if I wouldn't understand something, I would think to myself, well, you're just not good enough in science, which is bullshit, but I would just, and still do convince myself of these things while working with my relationship with money. One of the things that I would tell myself is like, I, I don't, I wouldn't know how to handle that amount of money. And it's not, how would I receive it? Or how would I keep it is what would I do in terms of like organizing it, taxes and things like that. And I've been learning about it for so long, but I would, I, I would, and I, I was going to say I would still, but I still la label myself like this. And it is not fair. I am more than good enough, you know? Um, so this is something that I'm going to be letting go off and it's going to be work in progress, you know, limiting beliefs and whatnot. And I am aware, but this is also why I have created the programs that I have created. And this is also why I created the membership that I created called Brain Gym, in which I teach you how to have, it's literally what I've been doing for years, 10 minutes of mindfulness daily, because not everyone can get an hour of mindfulness a day. Like I used to, and sometimes I still do. I think I still do. Honestly, I do probably more than 60 minutes some days, but not every day, every single day, non-negotiably, I do have 10 minutes of mindfulness. And in circumstances like this is when I realize this is exactly why I created it. Because have I not been doing this? I don't think I would have gotten to the conclusion, to the awareness of understanding. I am telling myself this. Hence, the results will be according to quote unquote, I am not good enough. And then the I don't belong thoughts. This has been something that I've struggled with for a while since my childhood. Not feeling like I belong, like I was belonging in a group of friends, not feeling like I was belonging to be the girlfriend, not feeling like I was belonging to be the president of the class, not feeling like I was belonging to be X, Y, Z, and this endless reasons and things that I would just make up. And the non-belonging quite literally turns on the same area of your brain of physical pain. And from zero to seven years old, it is a basic necessity. It is considered something for survival. And as we grow, it continues to be something that we need. And as adults, the feeling of not belonging continues to be a necessity and continues to be something that pains us and that we keep on turning on the same brain area of physical pain. When I understood this years ago, it made a lot of sense. And it kind of gave me that validation of, oh, well, this is why you feel like this, right? And then studying it farther and doing more research and then literally becoming an expert in psychoemotional responses, creating a methodology for it called body memos, and then studying a master's on psychobiology and cognitive neurology, I really got to understand the why. And while I am great at, pin at pinpointing this in my patients and my clients and helping them get through this, this is something that I still struggle with. So this is something that we are tossing. And number seven, I am letting go of bringing my phone to the bathroom. This is something that I used to not do. And I think maybe mid 2021 or 2020, probably this started. And I just spend so much time on my phone, mindlessly scrolling 
And sitting in a toilet, who wants to be sitting in the toilet? First of all, I would much rather do it in bed or I don't know. And second of all, I am mindlessly scrolling. And I don't like that. This is, it, it's like there's this fine line and you entrepreneurs, influencers, content creators, people in the digital space, coaches, you will probably understand there is a very fine line between keeping social media, you know, as part of this tool that we use for fun and also as our work tool. I don't go on social media or rarely go into social media during the weekends. And I don't post on social media on the weekends. And the other day or last week, my brother was visiting and he said something and I was like, oh, sorry, like I haven't seen him. I'm not on social media on the weekends. And he's like, oh yeah, dad, that's your job. And that was, it was a really nice moment to me because for a while people wouldn't really understand what I do, especially because I'm not only an influencer. I work as a coach, as a psychobiologist. I help people build their businesses. I really dedicate my life to help people reclaim their freedom, whether that is from chronic illnesses or from not having enough money, enough time, enough flexibility in your life. And seeing someone just understand and recognize was just really, really, I don't know, cool moment for me. Um, but yes, I'm bringing my phone to the bathroom and spending too much time on it. And actually I was talking to a business client of mine this week and we are starting to have her expand her platforms. So now she's going to be jumping onto TikTok and I'm so excited and pumped to see her grow on that platform as well. And that way she can bring more people into her Instagram and into her podcast and they can learn all of the amazing tools that she's giving about breathing and pranayamas and whatnot. And she told me I'm scared, which I know it's a limiting belief, right? But I'm scared because on TikTok, I need to spend time consuming, not also creating and posting. And so what we concluded was, okay, how about you set 20 minutes daily or 30 minutes daily and you call it TikTok meeting and you go on TikTok for a certain amount of times and you, for a certain amount of time, and you will be quite literally taking notes creating folders, et cetera. And, it, and you will treat it as a job, but it's a fun part of your job, but you have a set time. Therefore, you're not going to be mindlessly scrolling and it has a purpose. So that is for tossing. Now let's bring in the list of what I'm incorporating for this year, but whew, let's kind of, I want to kind of like shake, <laughs> shake it out, release a little bit. Um, it feels good to say it out loud and to let go of it. So now what I'm incorporating into this year. So this part, actually, I would say it's kind of divided because there are things that I have already been incorporating in the past two months or so. So they could go into the keeping portion of this episode, but honestly, there are things that I told myself or realized as the year was starting, oh, these are things that I would like to incorporate. So to honor the timing and the fact that some of them are still, I guess, on trial season per se, and you know how I'm constantly reminding you guys that creating a habit in 21 days is pure bullshit, that you need at least 90 days to create a true habit, and it hasn't been 90 days yet, we are going to have them in the portion of incorporating. So the first ones that I'm going to be talking about, I have just incorporated this year, and then I'll tell you when. I'm going to bring in the ones that I just, I haven't done. So first thing that I'm incorporating is journaling and specifically having a money journal. 
I am loving this. So two years ago, three years ago, I used to do 60 minutes of mindfulness daily. First thing first in the morning. I would like even before having warm water with lemon and I would do 20 minutes of a workout. It was yoga, which to me is a practice. And then I would meditate and then I would journal and then I would consume. I was reading and li or listening to a podcast and eventually I realized I, this was not, this is not sustainable for me, at least not in this moment. So how can I break it down? And that's how the whole membership of Brain Gym started, which as you guys know, we are launching it soon and I'm very excited. If you're not on the wait list yet, please be on the wait list because we will have some free things coming your way. If you're on the wait list, you will also have a special prize that you get to keep forever. Um, and yeah, I'm incredibly excited for you guys to have that. So journaling and money journal, it has become a non-negotiable for me to wake up and journal. And I have now a money journal. So I have my regular journal, correct? So like life journal, realizations journal, but also I bought a different journal, which says pears in it and so cute. And it has green, which I was like money color. Yes. Okay. This goes with it. And it is my money journal. Every day I am asking myself questions regarding money so I understand better my relationship with it. And this way I can grow faster with it, understand better with it, understand better what it is, what I'm doing, what I could be doing better. And my husband just started doing the same and I love it. Right now we are using a workbook which you can buy. It is linked um, on my Amazon links, but I will leave it linked in this episode description, which is called Advanced How to Become Money Workbook. And it gives you, I don't know how many questions, but a bunch of them, um, we're doing it. And what I do is in the morning, I write down the journal prompt, I read the description, and then I answer the question. And then at night, I check my question again. I, I'm not writing it again at night, but I'm checking the question and answering it in my head. And I'm learning a lot. And a lot of this are a bit complicated. So truly, truly cool. Lots of learning, lots of growth. And this is what I always say about incorporating mindfulness into your life and self-growth tools is you get to know yourself better. You get to truly date yourself. And the better that you know yourself, the better life that you can have because you know what you're looking for. You understand who you are. You can demand what you need. You can go towards your purpose and you st stop feeling like you're just leaving to you know, to please everybody else or confuse on what you want and what your road actually is. So mindfulness truly, truly, truly is one of the best tools that I have ever decided to incorporate into my life. And doing this portion of Money Journal is really cool. Actually, shout out to my friend Rosita Chavez. We recently hosted a workshop here in Paris. It was my first ever workshop in France. And it was at a luxury gym, woman only, called Heimat, H-E-I-M-A-T-E. -E. You probably saw my reel. And anyway, she is the one that taught me to have a money journal. And I bought it when we were preparing the workshop. So that was really cool. Second thing I'm incorporating in 2023 is heat exposure. So I started sunbathing on 2020, 2019 actually. But more, more intentionally and mindfully on 2020. And while I love that in Paris, at least in the winter, there's no always sun. It decides to just not come out sometimes, even though February is a lot sunnier. And same in New York, although New York has a pretty sunny winter. 
regardless, I kind of felt like I wanted this heat exposure. I went on a steam room with one of my best friends, the one that I ran the half marathon with. Sarah, if you're listening to this, I love you. Um, at the end of last year, we went to a yoga class together and then we went into the steam room and we did some breath work. And I just felt like, mm, this is something that I want to find a way to keep. I, I want to keep doing this. This feels awesome. This feels expansive. It feels like I'm releasing of so many like toxins. Just it felt great. And I am very much connected to my body and I love listening to it and honoring it. Even the way I choose my outfits, it's through a process like that. And yeah, here when we arrived to Paris, um, I realized that in Soho House there was a sauna and a steam room, which fun fact, you probably saw my stories. It was kind of funny. There was like an ongoing joke between us. Um, but I realized that a sauna is not it's it's a dry sauna it's not like we have dry saunas and wet saunas a sauna like an actual sauna is a dry sauna per se and then you have the steam room so anyway i discovered that they have both and i've been doing that weekly i wouldn't say every day but maybe four times a week and i really really like it also i started having so last year i went on a girl's trip to mexico and i ended up coming back with a bacteria it was in the er twice or three times, I'm not sure. And afterwards, I couldn't eat certain foods for a while. And once I started reincorporating, which was legit on my two-year anniversary party, we bought awesome cheese. And I ate some. I didn't even eat a lot. And I just had this huge zits on the right side of my face. And I know that there's a connection, like an emotional connection to it too. But um, they took a while to go. And then I kind of had like, I don't know if it was exactly acne or not, but I kept having zits and I'm someone that rarely has had a zit ever. So this was completely new to me. And I kind of felt like the heat exposure was also helping for this. I don't know. It, it's been feeling really good. And every time I go into the steam room, I do breathing exercises. And it's just, it's very zen for me. It's very myself. I'm very grounded and I really like it. Number three, I'm re- incorporating guiding guided meditations because when i first started meditating back on 2019 or 2018 2019 i was only doing guided meditations and then i had this limiting belief of i don't know if i could do it just alone i i need this guide or i just do it better like this and then eventually i understood the true practice of meditation and how you do it by breathing and whatnot and i kind of really forgot guided meditations but then when i started creating brain gym i love my meditations and my patients and clients are always 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 happy with my meditations i get awesome feedback for it in fact the previous episode was a free 10 minute meditation for you guys from brain gym and the feedback was awesome and i obviously i was testing my own membership and doing these meditations of mine have been so nice, so releasing, so great to connect with my subconscious mind, so great to advance on things, to understand things, to comprehend myself better beyond of what I would just do on myself and even just on my journal. So I'm reincorporating guided meditations. So far, I've been doing only my own, but eventually I will reincorporate some from mentors that I've had in the past or applications like my favorite is Insight Timer. A lot of people use Calm, 
but I just, I love Insight Timer. So I'll probably just continue with that as well. Number four is facial pressure points. So there are these things called protocols that you can do. And it's literally like, I like to think of like a choreography per se, or this path that you take with a special tool to work on pressure points on your face to, for, for, a, and you can do this for different, um, different goals that you have. So you can do that for brighter skin. You can do that to, for headaches. You can do that for better, um, hair health. And I've been doing this for a while now and I love them. I'd say I do this like four to five times a week. And I do this before washing my face actually. And I've been adding videos of that into Brain Gym, which I think you guys are really, really, really going to like. And yes, there's a specific tool, but honestly what I do is I use a spoolie. So spoolie, if you don't know, it's the brush that you use to literally brush your eyebrows. And I just wash it every morning and then use that tool to do my protocols for the facial pressure points. And I've been really seeing the differences. Now, what I constantly say and remind myself and my patients and my clients and you guys, my listeners, is that sometimes one tool that we can use will not be enough. But when you combine different tools, you see amazing results. And no, I'm not inviting you to like incorporate 11 tools tomorrow because you just heard a lot here on my list, but rather start with maybe two and then three and their results will be exponentially bigger and better. So guided meditations. Number four will be green juices. I don't know why I've been really into it lately. So when we arrived into our first apartment here in Paris, I felt like that was something that I wanted to start doing as well. And I was buying green juice in the morning and i loved also sometimes i was lazy and Antoine would go but like in general the the fact that i could go walking buy come back and drink my juice and yeah i've been really liking it i i may be buying a juicer i used to find that it was just like kind of like maybe scammy per se but i've been loving how my body feels with it so i'm thinking that when i go back to new york i may be buying a juicer so if you guys have juicer recommendations please send them my way because i so far i haven't done any research and i don't know anything about them but that will be one that i will be incorporating number 6 will be more vintage finds and clothes in my style so i think i'm a queen for when it, when it comes to finding for vintage finds honestly awesome 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 vintage finds and thrift finds i've actually showed a lot of them on my tiktok so you can find some of them there but yeah here in paris it's been a lot of fun they have incredible vintage stores luxury ones non-luxury ones thrift stores and it's been fun it's been like a hobby of mine here I wish I would have budgeted a bit more for that. Um, but yeah, that goes very much with with who I am, with what I believe. And I aim to always have a minimalistic lifestyle. But that for a while kept me on. I just, I never buy anything new. And yes, I was also receiving, like my cousins always giving me pants and jeans and I love them. Um, and things just randomly were happening like that. So I was very grateful for that. 
But also, it got to a point that I, I that I felt like my closet does not represent me anymore. And I've always been very familiarized and proud of how I like to dress. And it's usually been pretty easy for me to figure out what I want to wear. Like I've, I, I've rarely been someone, if not never, that takes forever to decide what do I want to wear and should I wear this, should I wear that? It's just kind of like, mm, this is how I want to feel. This is what will allow me to feel like that. And I pick my outfit and I'm ready in five or so minutes. Or I have like two options and then that's it. And it doesn't take me long. But lately, just looking at my closet would take me forever. And I just, because I could, I felt like I couldn't express myself. And no, I did not change my closet immediately, especially because I'm doing most of it, you know, by having second hand, just like our house is and our lifestyle is and our values are. So it's taken me a while, but slowly it's coming a bit more my style and I'm feeling more myself. And yes, I wish sometimes I could just like change it, you know, like I could snap my fingers and it would just immediately change, but it isn't like that. But I want to incorporate more and more vintage finds, also more luxury vintage finds, because for a while I was, you know, not going towards that for some reason. And I would say I want, I wanted to, but I just, I was not taking action on it. And then closing myself. Number seven is, I love this one, mindful socializing and doing it more often. So hear me out. I am an introvert. Yes, I am very private and I recharge on my own. I love my friends, as I was telling you guys, and I love spending time with them. And like nights where we are all together is one of my favorite things. But I don't feel like I have like an actual like group, group, solid group of friends. I have like group of friends, but all of them have their other groups as well. And it's kind of like the group that I'm in. It's another core group. And at times I just, you know, it doesn't even ring a bell. Like it, it's fine. And at times it comes back haunting me. And, um, also, living in the U.S., the U.S. can be a very individualistic place. It's it's not the biggest community center country, I would say. And especially living in New York, it becomes even more individualistic. Like, community is important, yes, but not in a sense of, like, this, this are like these are your people. This is the network of people that you can always count on. It's not huge. And I'm not saying that quantity is better than quality or vice versa. But being here, I've noticed how prioritized friendships can be and the intention that goes around it and the how mindful it is. And it's funny because last summer I started reading a book called Growing Young. And the book begins, it's all about um, longevity and how what we would think are the most important things for longevity, like nutrition and active lifestyle are not the most important things for it. And, or that there are other things that when you take into account studies, they don't come as the most important ones for longevity specifically. So the book begins by comparing the French culture and the American culture, which is funny because the ones that we're living in between kind of, um, leaving aside my South American culture, which I love. Um, and it talks about how French people really prioritize their social lives and how their friendships are and how they're formed and whatnot. And being here, it's been really, really, really amazing. We're also lucky to have met amazing people in the past few years and that a lot of our college friends live here in the city. So it's been honestly a blessing and 
but their friends of our friends and their friends again have been so welcoming to us and this has been a this has been a conversation that my husband and i have been having of damn i want to bring this back to new york like i want to create this too in new york it, it will always not be the same because it's not the same group of people and we funny enough we were kind of having it by the end of last year like with a group of friends and it felt so special so this was kind of like a reminder of yes let's continue that let's create this let's do that and i think this is one of the things that i would like you to take from this episode too is not only oh maybe some of these ideas will help you get rid of or incorporate and whatnot but also what you love, what you find in other places, because so often we find ourselves complaining of, yeah, but when I go there, I can do that. But when I'm here, I cannot. Or why can't I X, Y, Z? If you love something, try to find a way to create it. Try to find a way to bring it into your life. So number eight is brain gym. (laughs) Brain gym is exactly what I needed and is exactly what I found clients and patients to need. And I am so proud of what it is. I am so stoked for you guys to be able to join this. But truly, I'm incorporating Brain Gym into my life. When I first started Brain Gym, which was a year ago, and it was in Spanish, and it was not the same way, and didn't have the same structure, um, I was doing it too. I actually started doing it because I saw the need in people and in myself. And then I, well, it didn't work out exactly as I wanted to. The the website that we had and whatnot was not really working. The company was in Ecuador then. We had not moved it here. Many, many variables. But I decided always I want to relaunch it and I want to do it better. So I did. And it is something that I have been using and honestly, it's life-changing. You guys will be able to see it for yourself because we will have a free trial um, that you can test. So I'll let you find out for yourself. But just having that guidance, like waking up and being like, oh, this is what I'm doing today. And this is why. And this is what it is for. And having it mixed between journaling, between meditations between learning between body connections such as the pressure points that I was talking to you guys about learning your body getting to know what certain things mean what chronic illnesses can mean um, how your brain works how can you help yourself get more often outside of your comfort zone all of these things are just truly life-changing and there is just like this toolkit this set of tools that I'm giving to you for so cheap and a free trial that I I cannot wait for you guys to have it because it's been so life-changing for me. Number nine is finding things to use more my senses. So hear me out. I think I wanted to be a singer when I was a kid. I would sing all the time. I actually have this memory that for Christmas, I received this microphone and I was singing, but very much like you know, like pretending like I had a crowd and saying thank you and whatnot. And then I saw that my dad and my mom and my sisters, and I think my brother too, they were all watching and laughing. And I remember feeling so betrayed and even more from my dad because he's my best friend. And I could not think that like he would allow everyone to watch me and like they weren't making fun of me. And like now that I'm an aunt, like I know how endearing that looks from the other side and how funny it is. But then I felt truly like 
rejected and made fun of, I think. And then, like, I remember being in Disney World one time and <laughs> there was this thing that said, record your own CD or whatever. And it was kind of like a joke, like, let's go fast. So, like, so I don't see it and I didn't know what it was. And then when we were leaving the park, I saw what it was and it was close already. And it was kind of like, ooh, like, okay, good. Like, you know, we're not going to wait for an hour or whatever for Jordanita to record her own album. And then my oldest sister will always make fun of me and how I sang, like how I didn't have rhythm and whatnot. And another friend of mine in, in high school. And every time it just became more and more and more self-conscious. And yes, I didn't have the right rhythm, but it just became worse and worse. And it was this part of me that I like, I wanted to let out. And trust me, I sing like Taylor Swift and my favorite singers to my core, but forever, like for years, I couldn't even do it in front of my boyfriend. I couldn't do it in front of anyone. It was like me alone in the car and that was it. And I was very embarrassed by it, not by me singing, but like if people would listen and if we would go to a karaoke or whatever, it was like, there was absolutely no way that I would get on stage and sing, like just plain blank, no. And before coming here, I met someone and she was telling me what she does. She's a singer. She asked me what I do. And I told her, you know, how I'm a business coach and also a mindfulness and psychobiologist coach or mindfulness coach and psychobiologist. And the conversation went on and we decided to exchange services. So I started singing lessons and I realized how engaged some of my senses are that I'm not used to utilizing like that. It was so cool, so eye-opening, so interesting. And my hearing has never been great in general. Like if something sounds all the way in the left, I could hear all the way in the right, or I'm convinced it's all the way in the right. And this is really making me work in my hearing. So I realized I want to do more of this. I want to, well, I'm going to continue the singing lessons, of course, but I want to find more things that are completely new to me that I'm intrigued and curious by and in which I will be using more of my senses in different ways that I have not before. So maybe even though it's super trendy, maybe I want to try pottery, you know, maybe I want to go back into dancing, but I want to use more my senses and in different ways. Number 10, I want to do more random calls to my friends. So as I as I told you guys sort of at the beginning of the tossing list, for a while I was kind of thinking like I'm not a great friend, but yes, I am. And I was having kind of this identity crisis in who I am as a friend. And then I realized, okay, I'm not that great at keeping in touch, but I've been working on it. And trust me, I've been working on it. It's been like two to three years and intentionally I'm getting better and better at it. Um, and unfortunately last year, a friend of mine passed away and she's one of the people from from whom I learned to do this just random calls and I loved it when she did it and I'm learning to do it more and it's been really cool also that in the past year um, one of my sisters and I decided sort of like to nourish more our relationship we had a conversation back in 2019 and from then and we've always loved each other much very much and admired each other but we were kind of just not that close. I don't know why. Like we were, but we weren't. Like there was a lot of love, a lot of respect, a lot of admiration, but there was not that closeness. And I'd say that in the last year or so, we kind of just began like pouring 
a drop here and a drop there and a drop here and a drop there. And it's been flourishing into this awesome relationship. And we do this random calls. And I randomly call my dad so many, like two or three times a week and my mom as well. And of course my husband. And I want to do this more for my friends. What I've been working on in this like random text, I want it to be more also on these random calls because psychologically sleep sleeping psychologically speaking and emotionally speaking it has such a different impact to hear someone's voice than just texting even though you know that you have that support system so i want to be able to do that with my friends i one of the things that that i've been that i was working on and i continue to work on has been more present um and then and celebrate everything that they're accomplishing. So sending them flowers, sending them candles, sending them, them notes and asking how did their things go, being a lot more present. But now I really want to incorporate more of these calls and just have these conversations. And at the beginning, it may be awkward. And I've been doing it with some friends already. And it's kind of like literally like let's schedule it, especially now that we're like we have a six hour difference because they're back in Ecuador and or back in New York and I'm in France. But we've been doing it and I, I love it and I want to continue to nourish those friendships um, and know more and more often of my friends. Number two, number 12 is dancing. Yeah, I, I just I love dancing and I we do so much of like hosting dinners and breakfast and cooking with friends and going out to dinner but i miss dancing and i'm not a big drinker like i i rarely drink to be honest um but i could dance for hours and i love it and i feel so free and i have so much fun and yeah i want to incorporate more and more and more dancing in my life and luckily 2021 we had a bunch of weddings from some of my best friends so we danced a lot and it was a lot of like this group dancing and so fun and Last year we celebrated our wedding and we did multiple events and again and I went to concerts and ooh, I didn't add that into the list, but I want to, or I guess that's keeping, kind of incorporating, but last year started going again more to more concerts and I want to keep on doing that. Anyway, going back to this, it makes me feel free. So I want to continue with that. And it's so fun to share that with people that you love and people that you're just meeting. And it also reminds me of when Antoine and I did our volunteering trip. It was six months in South America. We were having free salsa lessons, salsa dancing lessons. And also we met some friends that worked like in a store just across the street of the volunteering house in Colombia. And we were learning how to do bachata or how to bachata dance. And it was so fun. And there's something very special. And this I speak like factually speaking, on the synchronicity that you can have on group classes. So this is exactly what I feel when I go into my, it's called freestyle class. It's a yoga freestyle class and there's specific music. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I almost feel like I'm in Sex and the City. And I don't even love that show that much, but it's like a yes feeling. And when I first did it in New York, I was like, I am going to bring this, like I'm going to do this weekly. And I did, and I continued to do it. And there's something on that synchronicity. So dancing for sure. Number 13, this will be a challenge. I want to travel lighter. <laughs> and I don't know how I'm going to do it because already there's a lot that I don't bring. But then again, like I bring a lot of things that are important to me. So I travel with my journals. I always travel with workout clothes because I work out almost every day. Um, 
and that will also include workout gear, working out gear, and um, like it's not the same outdoor gear that you wear. Like it, I'm not gonna go run in a coat, so I will bring my running coats or like two because I will be working out almost every day. So I'm not gonna keep wearing that sweaty one, and the list goes on. And I travel with like. I don't know right now I knew it was gonna be or we traveled before Christmas it was Advent time and then we were gonna be here before Easter time and I bring my things that are important for me also religiously so it's like I'm bringing all of these random little things and I'm traveling with a microphone all the way to France but that's because I love you guys but I do have a traveling microphone for the podcast I just the quality is not the same so yeah I don't know how but I want to travel lighter. <laughs> I have managed to bring um, less stuff. Like we used to travel and like my mat was always outside and something else. And like I was always holding something and it, that doesn't happen anymore. The mat's inside, not my luggage, but my husband's luggage. But in the in the summer, I did bring my mat inside my luggage. Um, so yeah, I want to find a way to travel lighter. I don't know yet how, but anyway, number 14 is charities so last year a dream of mine finally happened and we started actively donating one percent so one percent of all of our proceeds go for the planet and i chose exactly how i wanted to do it and it's so awesome but then again like now i want to donate also my time like be hands-on into something and i've tried like when i first moved into into new york city i was looking into it but we move around so much and i was like i don't know how like there's going to be in a sense a lack of commitment or a lack of presence but i just realized you know what it doesn't matter it's better to have me there than not and i can talk to some charities and figure out if my presence will be really needed like year long and then that won't be a great fit or not and i want to launch my own charity too and i know what and on what and with whom but yeah, this this is something that I definitely want to do, like join one and be present and also like physically present and also create my own. Number 15, I want to join a book club or create a book club. If you want to be part of my book club and have faith in this, text me, please DM me. Um, but yeah, I've been wanting to join a book club for maybe a year now. I read like three books a month, sometimes more, sometimes less. And I love to have other people recommend books. And I love the questions that are asked, like in the Kindle or in any book. Sometimes there are like book club questions and, and you start analyzing things differently and hearing other people's perspectives. That is so good and so healthy. I love that. I, I want to join one and joining a community as well. So maybe being more involved, involved with my church or my parish, um, finding a community, I'm sure I can find maybe like a French speaking community in, <clears throat> excuse me, in New York or a running club or a hiking club, but really finding a community. And speaking of hiking, that is number 16th. I, I, I want that back in my life. I used to hike so often and we used to camp and of course hike at least once a month. And that 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 has just changed and yes i have my reasons as to why i don't do it as often in new york but i want to find a way and i want to incorporate that hiking is so special to me so special to us as a couple and yeah i don't i don't want to keep losing that or keep saying that i want more of that and not take advantage of it so we are done with this part and now we're going to go into the last 
part, which is keeping, what I'm keeping. So to keep, I put first in my list, hanging out with people from all ages and backgrounds. Truly, I think I've always kind of been like that. Like I've hang out with older people, younger people, people that think differently than me, people with different religions, people that are not believers. And I love this. And now it's been really cool because I'm also more intentional into who I invite into my life, who I keep in my life, who I give all my love and attention and time. And I think that it makes it even better like that. So it's just more intentional, more mindful of these friendships. And when it's in person, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a wonderful friend and I'll be there. And yes, at a distance, it is a bit harder, but yeah, I want to keep doing this. One of my best friends, she's, she's 50 and I am 27, about to be 28. I have um, friends that are one of my best friends, for example, another of my best friends. She is single. She's three years younger than I am. And we work in completely different like jobs and industries. And we just marriage and learn so much from each other and love each other so much and then i have all also wonderful friends and best friends that are in the same space that i am in and same age different ages um different nationalities and whatnot and i find that so enriching number two is i want to continue to listen and ask questions when i don't know much about a topic when I was younger, I used to think that I kind of needed to prove something. I don't know. And when I didn't know much about something, I would like find something to bring into the conversation, just talk. But then I realized that I want to be most of the time in, in a room where I am not the smartest person and I want to learn from other people. And in a sense, I will be the smartest one for, for other things, for other aspects of life. But I love listening. I am so comfortable listening and so comfortable asking questions to learn more, even questions that may be obvious to some people. I'm going to ask and I ask and I rather learn. And eight out of 10 times, I do those questions in the moment and the other 20%, I'll maybe write them down and then Google them myself. But I love that about me. I love that sense of curiosity and I want to keep and maintain that sense of curiosity. Number three is I want to keep meditating. I want to keep doing my breath work. I want to keep my mindfulness practice. It it brings so much joy and so much peace and so much productivity into my life. And it allows me to be a better person, a better friend, a better wife, a better daughter, a better sister, a better coach, a better psychobiologist. And I, I love it. I love it. It allows me to get to know myself better. It's such a precious tool and practice to me. Number four is I want to continue drinking my water with lemon in the morning and taking my vitamins. My water with lemon literally helps me regulate the ph on my stomach so why not starting my day like that if i focus so much on starting my day um with the right mindset and the right zen why would i not do that for my body as well if it's also so simple as water with lemon and my vitamins i kept having like this thought of i don't want to need them i don't want to like depend on them and i would like take my vitamins um you know like i'm a vegetarian it's been over a decade that I've been a vegetarian and taking B12 is very important. Um, and, and yeah, prebiotics pro that include prebiotics and probiotics and whatnot. And I would just go through phases of like, okay, I'm really good. I'm really well right now. So I'm just going to stop taking them 
And then eventually, of course, like my body would be different, like would be asking for these things. My hair would start, I would start losing my hair a little bit. My skin wouldn't look the same or my energy levels wouldn't be the same and whatnot. And I wouldn't say like it's like a zero to a hundred difference or like a very drastic measure or just like I'm losing myself or losing my health, but it is definitely enhanced. And while I do aim to bring most of my nutrients from food and superfoods and, and seasonal foods, my vitamins do me really well. So I want to keep them. Number five is therapy. I adore therapy. I am so blessed to be able to have it and to work on it. And I want to continue showing up for my therapy and showing up for my vulnerability and my openness of learning. And then also continue reading my notes and applying them, going beyond that moment, those 40 minutes that I'm there on my therapy session. And then also um, learning more, incorporating it more, applying it more. And yeah, I, I love it. It's such a wonderful tool. I think like it's one of the best gifts that if you have the opportunity to keep to yourself or to budget for it for the longest time, we had to really, really, really accommodate our budget to be able to both have therapy and weekly as we were doing it. And it was a matter of priorities. I'm not saying that that, that is for everyone because there are times in which it kind of really just doesn't fit in the budget. But in our case, it was a matter of decision and choice and being intentional or, and okay, we will be choosing differently, but we will be choosing very wisely. And I love it. Diego, my therapist, if you ever hear this, you are awesome. Number six, consistent sharing of valuable content. It's been a while now and I love that. I love the consistency and I love the value that I'm adding into your life and your messages. Please, please, please continue to message me and tell me what has been helpful, why you applied something, why you liked something. Um, how can I help you? Message me your questions. I love talking to you guys. And this has been better and better as I've been more consistent and sharing like in quality and in quantity and across platforms too. So Instagram has been a while. TikTok it has been a few months. The podcast, it's been three seasons, but I I love it. And you guys made the podcast top 5% most followed and most shared globally. And I want to, I want to get to top 1% and I want to continue growing. But that is because I want to continue sharing these tools with more and more lives so that more people can regain their freedom. Number eight, communicating what I feel. I really want to continue doing this. It is so healthy. It is so important. And it is also so fair. I can't expect people to just read my mind or know exactly what I need just because or just because they know me. So this is something that definitely I will continue to do. And the more you do it, the better that you do it as well. You, you learn how to communicate cer certain things and with whom and to whom and when. And yeah, this is something that for sure I want to continue and to keep. Um, number eight, at-home dinners and at-home breakfast. I love, we love, I'd say, inviting people to have dinner at our home or to cook at other people's homes and breakfast as well. We are so used to it, actually, that this... Um, since Antoine has his, he's keeping his schedule from the US and we're here, technically he could start working at 
2 30 p.m which he doesn't he start working at i don't know like 1 p.m but um one of my really good friends here in paris she is in the same space that i am so she has a bit of more liberty and freedom on her schedule as well and her boyfriend starts working later so like mondays he starts working at 2 p.m so we were like oh awesome people kind of like us so we invited them to have breakfast on a monday but for us it was just casual it's just normal it's like another day in our lives and i remember her being so happy of just the openness in her mind of oh i can like this is possible this is a possibility i can have breakfast on a monday morning that's not vacation with friends and i want to continue doing that there is like a different intimacy and a different dynamic and relationship when you host people at your home and we play cards and we laugh and and they're drinking and we cook and we sometimes it's just so chill like um a few weeks ago we went out with some friends and then we were like because the place was closing early we were like oh you guys can come, come home but we have nothing truly like there, there's nothing more than water and tea and bread which is like it's called ficelle, so it's like a thinner and smaller baguette. And we have really nice honey and butter. They were like, oh, sounds awesome. And we did that. And we were so happy. So yeah, I want to continue doing that. I love that. It's been part of our lifestyle for forever. We really like hosting and um, I like that. Another one that I want to add is I've we love hosting. And it's been a while that we like host and since we moved to New York, it's like we host even more people because obviously more people want to come to New York City than they wanted to come to Missouri. <laughs> so um, it's been awesome. But last year we realized, oh, okay, wait, we're kind of doing it too often to a point that like we, it was like mo months that it was consistent weekends. And of course, sometimes people were staying for longer than weekends, right? And we decided, okay, like let's, let's say no sometimes that's okay or let's offer other dates sometimes and i want to continue doing that because i want to continue choosing also our liberty and freedom right now in our home as we can so that is another thing that i added into my list and we have two more number 10 is buying flowers i've been buying myself flowers since college i believe and i love it and eventually we budgeted for it and we said okay like we are going to buy flowers once a week and no i don't go to the flower market but we still buy like cute flowers and they dress up the house and it is so warm and it's funny because i used to make fun of my mom for that like when we would be traveling she would buy flowers when we'd be staying at a i don't know an airbnb or like at a hotel and whatnot and i used to find it so unnecessary but i love it and i want to continue doing that um and we really enjoy it. And then, you know, sometimes it'll be a random gift from Antoine. And sometimes it'll be also a random gift from me to me. And yeah, I that's definitely something that I want to continue. And number 11, very, very, very last one. Saying out loud the things that I love and the things that I'm excited for. I I love sharing that. Like, for, for example, right now I could be saying like, oh, I love this. This is so fun. I love talking to you guys. I love having this space. And I do that. Like, we're out and I'm going to be like, oh, this is such a beautiful day. I love this. Or I love this moment that we're sharing. And no, it's not like I'm like this walking random, odd, bizarre poet. But I do share that. And sometimes it also helps people like take a little pause and be like, oh, wait a minute. I, I'm actually loving this too. And that is being mindful. Being mindful in the end is like being very present. And yeah, I truly enjoy saying out loud the things that I love and the things that I'm excited for. So 
beforehand like before doing something i'll say something like i'm so excited for this like you guys have heard me saying how excited i am for brain gym multiple times and also like when we're arriving or things like that and yeah it 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 actually helps you get in the mood as well and there's one last one actually i want to continue not using filters that change or alter my face like they're not gonna make my eyes look bigger or my lips look more plumped i want to continue loving my skin and feeling free and comfortable and beautiful in it and i think i i know that i am very blessed in the way that i was raised on loving myself but when i start having the zits that i was telling you guys about like that acne kind of on my cheeks i i remembered that and i was like i am going to continue to find myself beautiful even though it makes me a bit uncomfortable to see all the zits and on top of that i don't i don't even own foundation like i don't wear foundation i don't like the way that it looks anyway but i would have liked to be able to cover more of my zits so I'm, i was kind of in the balance of like covering them when i was doing my makeup because before I used to have like not one spot and now I don't have those zits anymore but I do have spots and I'm getting used to it I'm getting used to it but um but yeah I love showing up without filters there's this one filter that I use sometimes and it's called no filter and it's by al.garryo on Instagram and what it does it's it adds kind of this like warmer tone and that's it. Like it doesn't alter my face shape or anything. And that I'll use sometimes because it, it looks good. I like it. But this is definitely something that I want to continue on. It's like being real. I feel like we lack that sometimes on social media. And I love showing up again without mascara, without doing my eyebrows, like without, I don't know, putting even on a ponytail sometimes. Like, yes, I will show up nicely done as well like prepped for you guys sometimes but also just not feeling like i need to do this whole like makeup session to show up on social media and that i love like the fact that i can feel free at my own job in my own work and continue having fun so this is it this is my list my keeping tossing incorporating list I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys relate with this. Um, I want to learn from you guys. I want you guys to learn from me as well. So please DM me as usual. Um, also, I would really appreciate if you guys leave more ratings in the podcast. I love reading your ratings on Apple Podcasts. And I love seeing the um, number of five-star ratings go up in spotify as well so thank you so much and please please keep on doing so and telling me what you're liking what you would like to hear in the podcast so i will continue to do that and that is it for today awesome session i think um and i'm eager to have you guys on brain gym truly truly eager for you guys to discover the power of incorporating 10 minutes of mindfulness into your lives